0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the two worlds podcast i'm jake and with me as always is the red innis to my gram it's casey what's up buddy not much man what's up with you oh you know just imagining yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you're my friend (laughs) that's a joke for only people who are reading the nasty over at vault comics yeah and if you're listening to this and not reading it, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do you hate John Lee's friend of the yeah. pod? Yeah. He's a dear friend of the pod. Yes. He's he's a real good guy. Yeah. Great guy. That's what I always say about him. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about Letter Kenny before we were recording. Um, well, dude. How about a Mad Lib? Let's do it. All right. We got Spongebob tonight. Ooh. Because of the GIF I sent you or did it just happen that way? You know, I rolled for it, but uh, I guess it was Destiny. I got I you. Gotcha. Like that game. You like still that, play that game. game? No. No, fuck that game. Damn. <laughs> That's some, <laughs> some big, big words for that game. Uh, you know, and I stand by them. This one is called Me First Dollar, as told by Eugene H. Krabs. Can you do the voice? Because I think you can. I really can't. I really like everyone in the YouTube comments. Just like because we're doing this live. Let them know. Like, hey, (laughs) we know you can be the crabbiest Mr. Krabs out there. Do it. Dude, but Clancy Brown. That's not that's not an easy impression, I think. I mean, I don't think doing, like, most of his stuff, but, like, Mr. Krabs is, like, the most, I'd say, the easiest of his voice. You try it. No, no, I'm not good at voice voicing stuff. It all comes out the same. It'll be, like, Southern Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, let's get into it. All right. Plural noun. Balls. Adjective (laughs) Um, Illegal (laughs) Okay Mixing it up (laughs) Plural animal Ooh Plural animal Let's say Crickets A noun Um Swamp. Adjective. (laughs) He's just ready to combust, folks. (laughs) Smelly. (laughs) A noun. A taint. A number. Mm. (laughs) Sixty (laughs) nine. An adjective. Oh man. Stinky and illegal and smelly. No, you didn't do stinky. Oh, sorry. Smelly, illegal, and stinky. No. Come up with something new. You need new material. I mean, I I still haven't like debuted my hour yet. There are. Thousands of adjectives, Casey. Big. I mean, like, I know, but, like, at this point, it's just for the bit. (laughs) A celebrity. Taylor Swift. A plural part of the body. And you already said balls, sir. I did. So... I'm going to say. Hmm, man, it's like my brain's wanting to say titties, but I am going to follow gonna your go, brain. I'm going to go knees. Way less fun. I mean, hey, less. I really wanted to do buttholes, but most people like the majority of people out there only got only got the one. Yeah, I I would argue a vast majority. Like <laughs> what? Like. 62%? Well, maybe a little more than that. Oh, okay. A plural noun. Um this one's specific. Illegally deep made, deep fake AI art of a celebrity nude. Might have been the celebrity I already mentioned, because that happened this weekend. Did you hear about that? No. It was like it's not funny what happened, but like a tweet I saw after was pretty funny. Taylor Swift uh someone made deep fake AI art nude of her and you know that's fucked up. And then some like you know she was rightfully unhappy and then her her fans were like out for blood. Of and course. Was, yeah, and so it was to the point where Congress was like stepping, like we need to do something about this AI stuff. And then someone someone commented, though, this is like the funniest thing. They're like, the just needs to be homeless for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Okay, a noun. Um. Diarrhea. A noun of orphans or an orphan. A verb ending in ing, <laughs> common. <laughs> God, a plural noun. Oh, uh, let's say shits. No, I, I like... need, I need something different for this to be really funny. Oh, okay. Can you give me a hint? What you need? A vessel a vessel yeah like like something to hold something oh okay so like a bucket for cum yeah yeah (laughs) spoiler alert a place oh man i'm gonna go with jake's closet man i'm gonna change that a little bit or i'm not gonna lie because it's already named so like i'm gonna take out the jakes okay uh jake's closet sounds like it'd be like the worst place that would be like yeah we buy back your we buy back clothes and it's like ooh, this isn't a superhero shirt (laughs) good luck (laughs) it's gotta be superhero or or a band yeah (laughs) Another number. Ooh, um, let's go with negative 69. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And a noun. Um, vomit. Okay. <sighs> Ahoy there, balls. I think it's time ye heard a story from your illegal old friend, Eugene H. Crickets. How's about I tell ye of the day I earned me first swamp? See, back when I was a smelly lad, years before the Krusty Krab was born, I stumbled upon a, a shiny taint stuck. Between 69 couch cushions. She was the most big coin I ever did see. It was the best moment of me life. Until me uncle, Taylor Swift, snatched her from me with his grubby knees. He said, Eugene... If you like illegal AI deepfake nudes so much, <laughs> you best get diarrhea, boyo. So what did your <laughs> so what did your old orphan, Mister Krabs, do? <laughs> he got a job that very day. <laughs> this is so bad, Casey. I'm so excited. <laughs> he got a job that very day humming buckets at the bikini bottom closet for $69 an hour. Damn, he's just doing it for the love of the game. <laughs> it's all about that grind. <laughs> me uncle would be proud. After all, me first vomit came right from his wallet. That, that was pretty yeah. fucked up. That's weird. <laughs> 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 See why coming buckets was better than coming mm-hmm. shits Yeah Anyway um, I'm not going to do trivia this week Because we had two YouTube comments I thought we'd do that instead Speaking of YouTube Did, did we release anything This last week uh, Yeah On the YouTubes Yeah we did Casey oh. uh, Thank you for reminding me Yeah man so uh I recorded a little a little video um it's one in a series that we're calling pots and panels where we have found uh, a fun coffee it could be comic themed it could be nerd themed in general because I know Casey's got one coming out um it's not out right no it's recorded okay I, I just want to make sure I didn't miss yeah. there um I mean, you're gonna have to be the one to upload this <laughs> <laughs> that is true <laughs> uh anyway, so the one I did this week is uh Macbeth a Tale of horror um and then I drink some Dark night roast coffee. so I talk a little bit about the coffee and if I liked it and then about the book that I read so uh yeah, it was fun and I hope you guys will check it out and give us some feedback. And then also this Thursday, um in our anime boys on that should be uh Dropalapa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the first comment is from Preston. He's answering our Star Wars question. Oh, sweet. So he says, Hey homies, I'm here to answer your question about the Sith Inquisitors. The easiest way to understand who they are is that they are Jedi who turn to the dark side to work under Darth Sidious, aka Palpatine, aka the Emperor. Think of them as dark side version of Jedi Knights. Vader and Sidious would be like the Masters. The Sith's main purpose is to gain power, And the easiest way to do that is to kill the person with more power so they can inherit their position of power, if they feel that they are more powerful than their master. The phrase always two, there are no more, no less, refers to the top two masters, or in Sith terms, lords. Hope that clears things up, and may the Force be with you. Thanks, Preston. I have follow-ups. So... Because I've not seen the sequels, but is that basically what the Knights of Ren are, too? Are they kind of like the new version of the Inquisitors? Uh you know, to me, who's only seen those movies once through, I would say yes. Okay. But Preston, please chime in and let me know <laughs> if I'm right or wrong there. You know, we, we talked about him needing his own like X-Men thing on here. It's like X-Men and like Casey's dumb Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the other other thing so like basically the way i'm getting it as like a non-star wars fan they're basically like backup like backup singers like they are like the band that's with the jonas brothers like you know like there's just the, the other like talented musicians but they're not the ones selling out the stadium they're just there as like help <laughs> makes sense to me The Sith are like the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, the Sith are the Jonas Brothers. And these are the backup singers. Because, like, there's this girl that plays in Bill Murray. And I so I follow her because she plays a mean sax and she's a maniac. And I follow her on the Instagrams. And then she's got, like, a side gig working for the Jonas Brothers. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah, it's like she'll be doing these, like, tiny ass shows with Bill Murray. And then, like... The next post will be like her, like, just wailing on the sacks at a stadium. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next comment uh, comes from our friend Nick at the Cigar Pulpit. He says, I want a gritty reboot of Danger Mouse. Have it filled with all sorts of international espionage and intrigue with end of the world stakes." Along those same lines, I think it'd be badass to have a gritty reboot of Count Dracula, where he is basically like the Crypt Keeper who introduces a a story of a uh, prior Dracula ancestor who actually was a vampire and was hunted by a Van Helsing. It would be a fun way of keeping Dracula uh, as a vegetarian, but introducing some awesome vampire horror elements while meeting his ancestors. I agree. Yep, that would be cool. be cool. I like both of those ideas. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, mm-hmm. for uh, for those comments. We appreciate it very much. Um, all right. And Casey, again, we're in the playoffs. There's no Monday night football, but we can make Super Bowl predictions. I mean, I'm just so sad that I lied to everybody and the Lions lost. <laughs> I'm sad that both teams that I wanted to win lost. Yeah. So, dude, I know you didn't watch it. That Ravens game was so dumb. Dude, I saw a clip from that, though. And it's like, I think it was the QB on the Ravens. He threw one, It was the bad pass that got clipped, and then he ran and got it and then just kept running with it. It's like, holy crap, dude. He's amazing. So that's, that's... Lamar Jackson. Okay. He, he is so good like i i hope he gets the mvp this this season um but they had a fumble and an interception inside the end zone like back-to-back drives casey yeah and it's like i mean it's game over if they Mm -hmm. if they score those two because they, they lost by a few points. Yeah. That reminds me, dude. I had a football question I wanted to ask you. So, Billy Bells, as I call him, but, you know, most people know him as Bill Belichick. Um, he is, you know, just out there wanting a job. He's, you know, jobless, maybe homeless now. Would you welcome him with open arms, the Chicago Bears? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh. I mean, I'd maybe welcome him, but not with open arms because I think right. he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was like, I'm bringing, bringing my old friend Thomas and my other friend Gronk with me? Nah, I don't want that. They're too old, <laughs> man. It's like, okay, Bill, can you get somebody that's like maybe young and good and can play for a while? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, in all fairness, people have been were saying Thomas was old for a while and he's and still, he was he, he but he was still he, it up he's just as the kids say built diffy yeah <laughs> i don't think <laughs> anyone says diffy <laughs> <laughs> well they do now <laughs> um but anyway now we've got the san francisco 49ers versus the kansas city chiefs and uh go niners which means and, the Chiefs are probably gonna yeah, win. Chiefs are gonna win. You know, I was thinking to myself today though, and like this is legit, like no knock on Taylor. if that's the thing everyone's talking about. But I was like, I people were t- I was seeing people talk about like how much the numbers are up for like people watching football and stuff. It's like, you know, if her and Kel like Travis Kelsey break up and I was a PR person, I would be like, whatever thing I'd be working in, what you know, I'd be like, I need Taylor to date one of my guys because Holy shit, the money's coming in. (laughs) I know, dude. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, I saw... You know, people can be annoyed with seeing her. That's fine. I get it. Uh, But somebody, like, calculated her actual screen time for the three-hour game. 25 seconds. Yeah. It's just... It doesn't help that social media, like, when they won, they posted a picture of Taylor Swift. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's the shit that's annoying, like really annoying. People will be on, you know, and see that, like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, at least she's not being an asshole like Drake, like we said last week, yeah. you know, like yeah. that stuff. Now that's like, that dude just, they just need to throw rock at him until he stops. Stops breathing or? I mean, stops cheering the raptor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Except it was, uh, it was the Knicks the other day, right? Or were the Raptors there?
1: The is Raptors are probably,
0: probably, but like he is, as like someone that's watched enough basketball and like seeing him at games, he's the most fair weather fan. It'll be like, he'll leave games early if they're losing unless like LeBron's there or like KD or uh, Steph. And then he's like, then he's just going oh, 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 the whole time on that. Yeah. And it's okay. just like, dude, you, this is like, it's it's embarrassing, bud. <laughs> I've got I've, I've got a basketball opinion question for you because right. that's what everyone's here for. I know. I saw I saw a debate on the interwebs the other day of the greatest white boy in NBA history, Larry Bird. Um, you know, that's who you'd think that they would say, but we were getting all sorts of answers that weren't Larry Bird, and I'm yeah. just like guys <laughs> have yeah. you forgotten well like here's the problem like were they saying younger like people like that aren't as old as larry bird correct or were, or were they going like older yet like bob no Fousey. no 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 no. nobody was older than bird okay then i mean i i put a lot of blame on like there's people out there like old old fuckers that are like no nah, basketball is so much harder back in the 80s and then now they're like the new group of people like they're like, no, this game is so much, you know, harder now than it's ever been. The athletes are so, and it's like, it's, I mean, it, the people that are saying like the defense like is way tougher than it is, was back then are just wrong, like factually wrong. If you watch the stuff, like JJ Redick talks about that all the time. Cause he's like, this is my, you know, he's based like, this is my era, So it's so much harder. It's like, but if you played and, birds era you would be on the bench like he would be the guy that he's making fun of that you can't guard him because like and also fort- he would beat the shit out of you on the floor <laughs> oh. well like there was a there was a story uh it was like the bad boy pistons and like isaiah thomas was telling the story because like that's the thing you have like people i never played against bird will be like oh yeah he wasn't that good because you know it's like yeah this white dude from indiana I wouldn't think he'd be that good either. But then when you actually see him play and everything, it's like, oh yeah, he was awesome. But Isaiah was like talking about him and he's like, yeah, he was, he's just something else. And then he was like, he came up to me and he's like, why are you guys sticking a white boy on me? A white, yeah, you know, he, you white boys can't garden.
1: And then the <laughs> next,
0: he's like, and then the next season we got Rodman. And I was like, hey, is this, this kid okay for you? And he's like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is uh is bird the one that was just like i'll just start shooting left this game and like still put up 60 points yeah well what he said was and here's here's the quote because i just saw it the other day so that's like kind of fresh on my memory he was playing against portland and he said i'm just gonna play with my left hand for you guys because i'm saving the right for magic and the lakers (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny that's so funny yeah (laughs) all right so casey casey thinks the greatest white man to ever play is not tyler hero but larry bird (laughs) who the hell would say tyler hero (laughs) i don't know you you know my answer say it casey your answer Mm -hmm. i don't know man who Johnny Stockton, baby. Oh, yeah, your boy, your boy Johnny C's. Yep. But, uh, but I know that's not true. Yeah, I just like him. And and you can say that about Tyler Hero if you like him, but don't say he's the best. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like it's it's Bird hands down because Bird's like actually in the conversation as the greatest of all time. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he, I don't think he has the longevity to have been the greatest of all time. He had a back entry because the fucking knucklehead was like, oh, "I'm gonna do my own work on my house," and he fucked up his back, and then he couldn't play as long as he, you know, should have. Yep. Yeah, I think think he was uh oh, um, tar in his driveway, if <laughs> I remember right, <laughs> fucked his back up doing it. <laughs> uh, all right, and not basketball talk. Let's get into some news, Casey. Hi, man. I'm no, you've got one more, I think. You start. Right. Um, Millie Alcock has been cast as Kara Zor-El in Superman Legacy and then also in Supergirl. So I mean, is that the one that you wanted? Hell yeah. Nice. You're just like Alcock for Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now and then something that was kind of funny, like I'll be a little little shithead with this, too. But uh, James Gunn said, like, was talking about the movie. and He's like, yeah, Batman's not going to be in it, you know, because like someone was talking to him on threads about it. And he's like, yeah, Batman's not going to be in it. And it's like, dude, why not? You got literally everyone else in this movie. You're like, oh, Batman would be too much. Can't have the whole Justice League with Batman in there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... I see what you what you're saying there, but I'm going to be a shithead to your shithead and say, good, let me see some of these other people. I mean, let's just not see any of them and just have a Superman movie. But that was never an option. It should be. It, it really It's never going to be, but it was never going to be. It should be. Just have a little sprinkle in here of like, oh, Wayne Enterprise. Oh, that's oh, this will be. We fun know what that future. means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um uh, rumor mill I know I don't we don't have that we don't have that drop anymore. Yep. Uh Hayden Christensen is going to voice Shadow the Hedgehog. Ooh, is that exciting for you? It is. Why not, you know? Yeah. I I think it's a solid casting. Nice. As as the non-Sonic fan, what do you think? I mean, it's fine. Uh I'm trying just to think of the difference between Sonic and Shadow's voice, like how different it was, because it's like, should Hayden Christensen sound a little bit more like Benny Schwaz before, you know, instead of. But seeing the games, he was always, let me show you my real power. It's like, well, that's not really Hayden, but at the same time, you don't really want Shadow to sound like that. Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. They should have just got Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, a spicy hot take. <laughs> um, so according to Scooper Daniel RPK, which I've talked about him before on here, John David Washington is rumored to be the next King the Conqueror. So I don't really know anything about John David Washington, but you know, I have a feeling no matter who they get, they won't be doing as I mean, they're not going to be doing as much with King the Conqueror anyway, so it's probably going to be like A one-off movie where they just beat him, you know. So I don't think it's as big of a deal. Is he the one we talked about last week, or was that a different actor? I think that was a different actor. Oh, okay. I don't recognize the guy, but uh, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, bring it on. I guess. Yeah, I just hope he's not like really good because, like I said, I really do have a strong feeling we won't be seeing much of King. So, if like if he's freaking awesome, and then it's just like a waste, I kind of suck. Would that surprise you, though? Not at all. <laughs> um. Okay. So, more Daredevil: Born Again news this week. Bullseye is returning. So I saw that you and I, not too long ago, were saying we we hope that he comes back, and here we go. Yep. And then also on that thing, uh, set photos of Daredevil: Born Again confirm that Muse is going to be in it in some fashion, like. I don't know if you saw the set photos, but it was just this big thing of like, I think it was of kingpin. And then at the bottom, it said muse, you know, like it was art like that. So it's like he's going to be at don't know what extent, but it's exciting. I didn't see that. But the photo that I did see uh, was the sign of their law firm. I saw that, too, where it looks like uh, Miss Karen Page made partner so that's pretty neat yeah i uh i I can't fucking wait dude like now now that we're getting these announcements my hype is back up baby yeah it should be pretty awesome um and then also according to daniel rpk the fantastic four script is getting completely trashed and being completely rewritten which you know maybe they'll recast it too Did we know anything about the script? No. So, you know, they might just be like, well, we got to work towards their strengths. So Reed Richards is going to have a little kid that he has to help the whole time. You know, watch over him, make sure nothing bad happens to him. Sue will be the little kid. (laughs) (laughs) All right uh we've got the next witcher miniseries announced comic miniseries it's called witcher corvo bianca that's going to start in may um so that's written by the usual uh bartaz Stybor with art by corrado mastin tuono which that's going to be corrado's u.s comics debut um they've done a bunch of work um, I, I want to say in Europe somewhere, cause I think, uh, like Stibor is like a big fan of, of their work from, I want to say something Disney related. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's going to promise a wild West type story blended with Witcher fantasy yeah that's like a hundred percent in your alley yeah i can't wait for that so uh yeah corvo uh corvo bianca which i thought it was called something else but i guess it's not uh is the place where Geralt goes at the end of the witcher 3 dlc when he's like retiring basically does that Um, mean they just kind of you no know, firing like like the uh, racehorse like he's either out to stud or they put him down <laughs> <laughs> no instead he inherits a winery and lives out his days in peace okay now you've read what all the witcher books mm-hmm. like are they all about um the that main witcher i'm blanking on the name now Geralt. gerald yeah uh gerald is it all about gerald <laughs> <laughs> uh well yes and no He's in all of them, uh, but it, it also primarily focuses on Siri. Okay. Um, it was his adopted daughter. Okay. So, I didn't know if there'd be like a like a Redwall Legend of Luke type thing where it's like, I oh, know this one's actually in the past where he's learning about the other guys too. Oh, no. Although, I, I hope we get to stuff like that. Um, just be, I mean, just because this story takes place during his supposed retirement doesn't mean that, you know, but it's the end of the Witcher comics. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited, though. I bet, dude. OK, so one of one of Jake's favorite things, it's going to be Casey pronouncing names that he does not know how to pronounce. <laughs> so we got some Thunderbolts news. Uh, Ayo Edabiri exits marvel's thunderbolts and she was in the bear and it didn't they didn't say who she plays in thunderbolts but uh do, yeah it's because of the the whole strike that she's you know having to exit the thunderbolts because the same thing with steven Yoon, like she has other jobs to do and the strike kind of messes everything up and she's being replaced by geraldine this one <laughs> this, this one nathan <laughs> yep <laughs> the way you pronounce it if you had a southern accent i'd be like you're like that uh girl that does the uh oh, the the pronunciations of like animes that are in uh oh yeah yeah, yeah you know what i'm talking funny. About? i do yeah yeah, <laughs> if you had a little bit more Southern accent, it'd be like <laughs> Ozarks v- version <laughs> <laughs> pronouncing names. <laughs> and then my last thing, uh, Sony wants Kingpin to be the villain in a Spider-Man movie. Nobody else wants that. I mean, I would be all the way down with that because they want Vincent D'Onofrio also to be. Well, right, it's just, would it be good? I think so because it well you have to think like I mean sure like I'm not the huge fan of Tom Holland but like it it would be the Tom Holland verse Spider-Man it's not like they're going to be doing oh see I was thinking like spin stuff. yeah there's not like they're going to be doing unless like the only way that I could see that being a thing is if it's like a Tobey Maguire because they said specifically Spider-Man so it you know or Andrew Garfield but even then I don't think those two would work because it's like Vincent's mcu's guy so like it would just be the mcu spider-man versus him with him like that mcu spider-man no longer having all of the stark tech and stuff it sh- would be you know pretty formidable i think Especially also perfect Kington, opportunity like, to bring in a, a daredevil team up hell yeah the only downside with that is like um. Uh, He is just a little too young for it to be, you know, like a a good, a good crossover, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. No, I get that. I get that. It's just there. There's been that team up in the comics and it would be a nice nod as all. It would be. All right. My last bit of news. Uh, We got the first four artists announced for Jason Aaron's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issues. Did you see this, Casey? I did. Yeah, I was pretty exciting. Yeah, so we've got uh, the first issue featuring. So like the first four issues, each one's going to focus on a turtle, which is a very cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is going to be Raphael, and it'll be drawn by Joel Jones. So awesome. going strong out of the gate there. Number two is Michelangelo. Raphael Albuquerque, again, this yep. is gonna be amazing, right? Like idw's just dropping money, like just yeah. bags of cash, <laughs> insane. Number three, Leonardo, Cliff Chang. I've never, you know, I never thought before Cliff Chang doing Turtles, but it'd be awesome. Like it's gonna be cool. <laughs> and number four, Donatello, Chris Burnham. Um. I've said some things about Chris Burnham in the past. Nothing bad. I'm just not his biggest fan. I think his style will be fine for turtles. Yeah. It's it's so weird because like when he's like on, it's some of the best shit you'll see. When he's, off, when he's not on, it's pretty rough. But I think mm-hmm. especially drawing monsters, you know, like turtles and stuff and not people, it's going to be really awesome. And, and it's one issue. Yep. So I I wonder who the, the main artist is gonna be though. I do this. too. I it's do just too. like it'd be kind like kind of rough if they get like I don't have it sitting here, but whoever, like they're like, okay, now this is done, we're gonna get the artist from Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. That person that couldn't even draw a background, they couldn't even bother for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that it'll it'll be here before we know it but that first issue isn't until july it's like man so hopefully it's on time because i mean that's that's july through october so i you know we don't need any uh don't need any delays there but anyway very cool news i i'm hella excited for that Mm -hmm. This this is doing to turtles what Daniel Warren Johnson is doing to Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't announce anything for uh, I think her name's Janeka because she's still gonna be there. Like that's one of the things I was seeing online too. So yeah. it's like I'm I'm kind of surprised she didn't get a a special announcement since she's I guess I guess is one of like still I'm like a main a proper main character, you know? Yeah. Not You know, sorry to be that guy. I think it's Jenica. Ah, who cares? (laughs) But. So, like, I I have not been reading Turtles normally ever. It's just like the five amigos. Pretty much. That's the way. Like, I've not been reading it either. So I'm just going by stuff that I've read about online where it's like. I guess it. I guess it is. It's like she's just one of the one of the group now. Okay. Oh, whatever. They all look cool. Yep. All right. That's the end of the news. Oh, I just remembered something. Speaking of like humanoid monster things, did you see the two furries at the uh, um, Nets game with Tyra Banks? Yeah so funny because at first it's like because it's clearly a prank on because like they're on both sides of her four seats so it's like you're not getting that <laughs> on both sides of time but tyra wasn't in on it like at first she's like oh this is fun and then like they just kept being weirdos, dude i know <laughs> i was talking about this with christian the other day and it's like you know, I I don't care about celebrities or you know Tyra Banks, whatever. But like, I I kind of feel for her. Like, I would have been fucking mad, you know. I hear she's an asshole, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, if she's an asshole, then you know it's just karma. But yeah, but it's, it's like, like <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> it's it had to hundred percent be a prank from someone on you know someone doing it to her because it's just like. Cause there's just no way, like I said, two people in fursuits would be able to get seats on each side of side her courtside seats. Yeah, courtside seats on each side of her. <laughs> and then then at the same time, like if they were, they'd have like enough where you know, like enough just normal person brain to be like, Oh yeah, let's not be maniacs next to her the whole time. <laughs> it's like it's like, no, no, this is a hundred percent they were put up for it, you know. Like like she's trying to like wave down somebody, they're not listening. Like, like there was one part where I saw like they were pretending to lick like one was pretending to lick the other one's fursuit feet. <laughs> and like its feet were like right in front of Tyra. And so the other one's like, I'm nom 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 I'm like on the feet in front of Tyra. It's just like <laughs> you're maniacs. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh gosh. It's just crazy. Yeah um all right casey what did you read this week my man so i read dear editor the speaking of Furries, uh the flash new burn and the nasty very small week what about you man i read the nasty dear editor immortal thor and green arrow all right, dude, I'll let you go first. I'm surprised you read deer editor. The only reason it's on it was on the list, man, is because I was looking at the order form and thought, this looks fun. I'll get I gotcha. I gotcha. And spoiler alert, I thought it was a lot of fun and I'm excited to talk about I'll, it. Oh, I got I got some qualms with it. I'll say that, but it's still, you know, still right up my alley. Yeah. All right. Green Arrow number eight. It's written by Joshua Williamson with art by Devin Hester. It was cool. It was a cool book. You know I like me some Devin Hester art. Takes me back to the 90s in the best way possible. Uh, It's a cool onomatopoeia story. It starts off a little weird because you think that Ollie is dead. It's like, well, that can't be right because how many times are we going to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Especially recently. But it was all just a trick. He and Connor Hawk are both in on it. Uh, they were using it to try to find out who Onomatopoeia is working for. And uh, they're also finding out info on what happened to Roy and how Waller has him uh, captured working for her. And then they find out, Gasp, that he wants to be there working for her. Now, I don't really believe that, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But very good issue. Um, really, man, I mean, this is like, like, there's been decent Green Arrow, but this is the best Green Arrow, I think, since like Judd Winnick and stuff. So, yeah. Um, eight and a half out of ten. Now Here's a question. Is Philly Hess, is he you know let's just go oh did i say devin hester no I, you said phil hester okay i was like wait a sec because i was talking about devin hester earlier today and that's a football player oh, okay <laughs> um but would you put philly hester on your mount Rushmore of um green arrow craters yeah i think i, I mean, probably he is... would I'm not a green arrow aficionado, but he is one that comes to like he's an automatic for me anyway that comes to mind as far as Green Arrow. Yeah, it's gotta be Judd, it's gotta be Phil. Um, you know, it's gotta be Mike Grell. Um, and who would the fourth be? Yeah, I don't know who the fourth would be, but the yeah, he definitely to answer your question makes the best. All right, so I'm going to go the flash number five. And this is by Simon Spurrier with Mike Diodato Jr. on the art. This is a Jai heavy episode. He's got like new powers and he's, you know, they're weird. And it's like. You know, like the characterization of Jai, I'm not the biggest fan of in this um but the story is pretty neat i'm i'm here for the ride to see what's going on there's like little things that i'm like annoyed by like i said i'm not the biggest fan of jai's characterization in this i'm also not the biggest fan of like it's like do do the people that work with wally know that he's the flash because like he's swapping like he's hanging out with impulse talking impulse and then swaps back into his you know normal clothes with jai here and then but then like they never actually like make a comment like oh yeah we know he's the flash or anything like that so it's like it's kind of kind of weird and you know i don't i mean i have a feeling they're not they don't want people to know that he's the flash but it's also like feel a little bit better with your secret identity bro mhm <laughs> so you know like, but otherwise it's still pretty solid like it kind of comes off like a um like a grant morrison story that's like i'm like oh, I'm not really sure what the hell is going on yet so it's like the payoff better be good and better make sense like sometimes it is with grant stuff sometimes it's not and it's not near as good <laughs> when he, when this stuff happens you know yeah. but it's like it's at that level where it's like this could be an amazing story even though i'm like i said i'm not the biggest fan of, some of the characterizations or it could be nonsense but it's like so far the ride is fine so i'm gonna go probably seven and. You know, it's a solid C, but then at the same time, by the time it's over, it's maybe an A-plus bu- a book. So we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> but right now... Or say it seven. could be an F. Yeah. Like, that's where you're always at with a Psy book. <laughs> All right. Immortal Thor, number six. It's written by Al Ewing with art by Martin Cocolo. Good book. Uh, You know, Utgar-Loki is up to some trickery, invited Thor to listen to a story of their past. And it kind of sounds like Utgar-Loki is making stuff up as he goes, and we don't really know what's going on. Um, It leans really heavily into actual Norse mythology, there's, there's a story where Loki and Thor run into a giant and the giant is going to sleep and uh, promises them a reward if they can open up his bag that's loosely tied and they can't get it. So Thor gets really mad and uh, brings Mjolnir down on the giant's forehead and the giant wakes up and he's like, oh, did a little leaf fall on my head? And is like taunting Thor the whole time. I like that story and they do it pretty well. Uh, With, you know, modern Thor mythos spun into it. And then there's a little fourth wall breakage in that story. We see panels from that story inside the panels, panelception. And we see uh, what's his name from Roxxon, the Minotaur guy. Oh, yeah. Reading a Thor comic. And Enchantress is there as well with uh, with Executioner. Okay. So, uh, I don't really know what that means. I don't know. Maybe maybe she'll have to save Thor Pramutgar Loki. Who knows? But it's pretty cool, man. I like this book. Uh, I'm going gonna... to give it a nine, I think. Nice, dude. Pick of the week? No. Oh all right so new burn by chip zdorksky and jacob Phillips on the art um so yeah this is kind of like a um you know all backstory issue it just kind of shows how new burn got started shows him how he was as a cop um you know it's it's really good it's good stuff good crime book um also, it shows how dangerous Newburn can be. I didn't read the backup story. I probably should because it's like, oh yeah, it's kind of like it looks like a fun little, um, oh D D heist thing. But at the same time, I'm like, this has nothing to do with Newburn. So I'm really just uh, having a hard time being interested. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's this is really good. Like it's I'm gonna go with the. Uh, Eight and a half out of 10. Really liked it. And I'm also just going to bring this up because I don't know if you know about this book, but there's a book, two books coming out that look like they're connected. And it's called The One Hand and then The Six Fingers. And it's by like the one hand is by Ram V and The Six Fingers is by Dan Waters. Oh. Interesting. So I'm, and like it sounds like it's a crime thing. So I'm like, ooh. That sounds up my alley, and I like both of these guys, so I'm going to have to check it out. (laughs) For sure, man. Those guys are uh, doing a bit of work together here lately, Mm -hmm. or I guess upcoming. Yeah. All right, the two Mewchies? Yep. All right, so we've got The Nasty by John Lees and Adam Cahoon. And stuff's getting real weird, this issue, man, but what'd you think of it? dude i loved it it had like a really great line i'm gonna try to find um okay so like because there's a part when she the girl that owns that runs the store is talking to the weirdo that wants to shut the store down and she had a line that i was like oh this is actually really good and i just kind of find it really quick because she was like um oh it wasn't really about finding anything though and they come in oh they come in and drop a big fart so the whole town associates the whiff with shit i'm like that's that's (laughs) fun yeah it it was a really good story i think probably story-wise my favorite in the last few issues um Still not super hot on the art, but it is what it is. The story is carrying this, although I will say, where is it? There's a part where, uh, where Graham is like hardcore yelling. Yeah, here it is yelling at red. Let me get this panel. Mm -hmm. It's a really good, like angry red panel. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to in what's happening next because, you know, the imaginary friend is going out on his own where he should not be able to go. So, yeah, uh, we'll see where it goes. Here's my question. Do you think they're going to get this movie made or are we moving like past getting the movie made into like too weird? Part of me thinks the movie's going to get made and then it's gonna be very similar to what happened last time that we got played where it's gonna mess up and then fuck with someone else's head just like it did this last time and you know it's, that's where my brain's going but i do think the mo- no matter what the movie's gonna get made but yeah i mean it's i'm i'm here for this ride it's it's wild it's funny and i think like last issue of the art was wasn't as good as this issue in my opinion i think this one was better art wise so yeah i mean i don't really have any complaints i'm gonna go nine and a half though Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I just, I can't give it much higher with the art. Yeah. Uh, This is my pick of the week, though. Nice. All Right. So next in our final book is Dear Editor. And this is by Ryan K. Lindsay and Sammy Vela on the art. So I'm assuming this must be your pick of the week, sir. It is, man. I didn't know what to expect with this, but I was like really into it. It just read yeah. like a good noir crime book. Yeah, it's so funny because like the main character in this book, for those that don't know, is a big buck, like literally just a big old deer with antlers and. No one bats an eye at it, <laughs> no, they'll make they'll make comments regarding it but it's yeah. like everybody knows like this is just the norm, but there like literally is no other animal person in this book. Yeah. Um, Art. Pretty great. Yeah. I think. Good art. Um, One thing though, like there's different little things story-wise that just kind of bothered me. Cause like, okay. So when he's at, he's like trying to figure out you know the next day the today's clue to follow the scent i picked up off john doe himself and so then he like goes to the saint augustine soup kitchen and there's an intensely nervous girl he doesn't really say anything about her again and then he sees the guy that you know one of the guys that tried to kill him earlier and then they kind of run off you know like he chases after him and stuff then he gets hit by a car but then he's like i need that girl it's like what like I mean i I'm assuming it's the the intensely nervous girl that you're talking about, Bud, but you didn't really go that much detail. Like, you weren't even seeing like you're interested in her until after mm-hmm. the fact, and then then she showed back up and then she like tries to attack him. And it's just like, well, this kind of came out of left field. And there's like a couple different moments. That was the first one that popped in my head where I was like, This came out of left field, bud. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as a crime story, it didn't it didn't really make any sense to me. Sure. The only thing that I thought was like overly silly, like it was cool, but it was silly. Uh, Spoiler alert, a hitman comes to kill him. And on his desk, because he hasn't eaten it, is this chocolate cake that he can smell has been poisoned. So the guy's like, any last requests? And he's like, yeah, bite a cake. And he offers the guy a fork. And they each take a bite and the hit man gets poisoned and falls over. I just don't see that happening. I think the hit man would be like, nah, man, like, I'm just going to shoot you. So it yeah. was a little silly. But at the same time, it was still cool. No, I thought that scene was pretty rad. The one thing is like, what the hell does this editor do so bad that he's getting people sending him poison cake along with all the other hate mail he gets? Yeah, I thought that was funny, dude. Yeah. Just him dumping hate mail into the trash. Right but yeah i'm interested in where it goes man because like the mayor is hooked up in some you know real estate shenanigans and people are dying because of it and he's just trying to get to the bottom of it yeah no i and you know a damn cool cover by the way i enjoyed it i thought it was pretty cool but like there's just different things where it's like stuff came out of left field and i'm like oh this it could have been written better. It's just seemed like there were like almost pages missing at times with like some of the stuff that they're like, ah, here's this thing now. It's like you didn't really put much effort into that part, did you? Like you're more worried about this cool fight scene, you know, but I still really liked it. Where are you at with it? Uh, I mean, I'm going to give it a nine, man. It was yeah. my pick of the week. It It was just, you know, it was an unexpected hit. It really was. I'm going eight and yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I'm kind of glad this was such a light week because otherwise I wouldn't have picked it up. Yeah. I'm going to read the second one. Yeah. I want to like, I'll probably read for the first arc anyway, you know? Yeah. Well, right. what are you excited about, man? Uh, you know, another kind of light week if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with uh Batman off world. Incredible Hulk and probably batman and robin yeah i'm like really i'm kind of disappointed that's like batman robin's an annual and then we got another one that's an annual oh World's fine this is an annual but I'll, i'm gonna go wolverine duke and dark ride nice it's an annual because january this yeah. will be the fifth wednesday so i got you. it is what it is all right so it's oscar time so i just thought you know i'll do something a little bit different for fantastic four well instead of just being regular old like oh give me four this for this make me like your oscar bait comic book movie you know like you're basically jake's ver- like your producer and it's gonna be your version of the joker basically as well who are you cast in who's your director what's the gonna what's who's gonna be the superhero all right so the movie and character, it's going to be Green Arrow year one. So we're going to do like a survival movie. Okay. Uh, lead actor. And you're going to laugh at this, but it's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Ooh. See, he's a little old. I see. I'm just going to say right now. I know. Little old. Maybe. I know. Maybe you could do like, since it's Oscar baby, a little bit later on when he's got the old, uh, red arrow shooting up could have been like mm. ah we need to get you know if you get the drugs in there it's really Oscar bait then <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> uh but i i only said leo cuz i'm like who's won like a survivalist kind of movie lately and it was leo Fair with enough. the revenant so. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> um it's going to be the, this was so dumb too i was like who who could do like fun but also like good drama Joe Carnahan are you familiar I know the name okay so he's done uh he did the A team reboot he did Smoke and Aces he okay. did The Gray and he also did Narc okay so like it could happen yeah and then uh, for the score, if I'm thinking Lost on the Island, I want something real good. I'm going with Howard Shore. Okay. Of Lord of the Rings fame. I got you. There you go. So for me, I'm thinking it's gonna be a, um, you know, really heavy in the courtroom. It's gonna be a She Hulk Hulk movie, and you know, director. I was thinking like I don't. I'm not very good with like. Oh, I should I should say good directors, but like Oscar-Baity directors. So I'm, well, I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm gonna go Rob Reiner because he did a few Good Men, and that's okay. got the that, you know famous "You Can't Handle the Truth." And so, <laughs> to me, the way I picture this movie, it's gonna be, you know, jumping back and forth like the courtrooms were the main stages, and She Hulk's defending her cousin Hulk. And it'll cut back to the past when Hulk's destroying shit like he does. And then, you know, she's like going back and defending him and all that type of stuff. And so we need we need a, a she Hulk with gravitas, as they say. So for my she Hulk. Who did I say? What was her name again? Because I'm blanking on it again, because <laughs> it's really stupid. The actress. Yeah. Who was it that I was saying to you before we got on the show? Oh, uh, Meryl Streep, yeah, Meryl Streep <laughs> as She-Hulk, because we, like I said, gravitas. And then I'm going to go Brian Cranston as Hulk. And then I'm also going to just add in, uh, oh, like, let's just say, uh, oh, I had a really good actress to play uh, Betsy, but uh, Betsy Ross. But now I'm blanking on her too. Uh, Julia, whatever, whatever her name is, I don't know these type of actors. <laughs> Julia julia roberts that's oh, the one okay see oscar bait and then you know i like i said rob reiner to direct and then i'm gonna go with like you know i want like like just han zimmer as the uh composer and yeah that's gonna be it's gonna be the whole thing it's gonna be just fucking nightmare very much like joker <laughs> <laughs> Let us know down below, what would be your Oscar-bait comic book movie? Yeah, we would love to hear some. But folks, that does bring us to the end of the episode. Closing plugs, head on over to facebook.com slash Podcast and give the page a like. You can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC, and on Instagram at twoworldspod. You can email us at twoworldspodcast at gmail.com, And if you would, head on over to the YouTube channel, it's Two Worlds Podcast, and subscribe. Yeah, give us a like. Tell us how handsome we are. You know, we really would love to hear it. Some of us are begging. Yeah, mostly me. (laughs) All right, guys, well, we'd love to stay in chat, but uh, Casey is leaving the confines of my mind and I have to go track him down. So we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye.